Lost at Home podcast. Here are your hosts, Scott Bear and Jeremiah Johnson. Welcome to the show. My name is Scott. And I'm Jeremiah. And we are back for yet another week of the Lost at Home podcast. 154, Thank- baby. Yeah, 154. Thank you for joining us this week. We appreciate your patronage. Speaking of patronage. Hey, that uh, sounds like a word. Uh, patri- pay- patronage. Patreon. Is that anything to do with that? We definitely have a Patreon. And we'd like to put the word out once again that we have two months of shows up almost so, i mean much, we're yeah. in our second month so we yeah. can we can start bragging about that one yeah and by the time you hear this we're almost we're, we're more than two weeks into the second month so we've got six or so that you're going to be able to listen to and we have our first commentary episode yep. of freddy got fingered where we actually live tweet with uh tom green yeah absolutely during the movie yep. um and if anyone's curious what exactly our patreon show is it's called lost and found and each month it's a different show based on whatever we feel like doing uh, the first month was a travel show about New Zealand and Australia featuring Bruce Bruce Moran, mm-hmm. our sometimes co-host from Australia. He tried his hardest to talk me out of going, and uh, I don't think he swayed me. But uh, we. But, uh, but if I recall, because I listened to that, I wasn't uh, unfortunately wasn't part of it uh, to record, but I did listen to the episodes, um, and uh, I believe you were like fifty fifty ish by the time you still got coin done. flip, still yeah. coin. Flip. Yeah, but whereas before you were kind of like, no, definitely this. So. Absolutely, he, 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 tri- he, some tried his, he tried his damnedest. Yep. Um, and this month we have our Meet the Northrops, which is a 80s, 90s style uh, sitcom where we yeah. have Jer, myself, and my wife Kelly doing voices. And we have a theme song. We have fake commercials. It's fully produced. Yeah. Laugh tracks. Think like It's uh, coming full, out really like, good, think, too. Think like Full House, Perfect Strangers style, uh, cheesy, but like with uh, the word cunt thrown in there a little bit more. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And next month, we're actually starting our first uh, D&D session. I was going to ask gonna if do... you wanted to t- toss yeah. that out there. Absolutely. I, think so. I won't throw out names or anything, but we're going to have uh, three of our friends, and we're going to do D&D for four weeks. Uh, like I said, every month of Lost and Found is a completely different show. It gives us a bit of a creative outlet, so yeah. we don't bore you guys on this show with a bunch of craziness. We put it to the side, and for as low as $3 a month, you can get all of that. Yep, and for 5 bucks a month, you can get that little commentary special, too, plus everything else. But yeah, check it out. Uh, check out our Patreon page, and uh, it'll give you more information on all the tiers, that's for sure. Now, this show, as we do every week, we dive into a Google hole of sorts. Basically, that means we take a topical news story that's a little weird and a little outside the spectrum, something you wouldn't find on CNN or Fox or any of the other... Fake news sites. Great. Yeah, fake news. <laughs> We're actually probably, unfortunately, probably getting closer to real news than some of those you mentioned. But. Right. Um, but this week, um, personally, I took a bit of a different angle. Uh, I discovered something called Mystery Search. Okay. This is a search engine that I had to play around with for about an hour and a half. And in that hour and a half, I generated enough stories to do my half of the show this week. Uh, rather than what we normally would do where we take the first story and then Google the fucking hell out of anything within it that we find interesting and see how deep into the internet we can dive. Um, So, Jer, this mystery Google search, after using it for a while, uh, what I learned is it wasn't just like a I'm feeling lucky feature on Google because I could just have easily have done that. Right, like a general, like a a random or a random page on Wikipedia or something like that. Exactly. This is more of a seeding thing where whatever you type in, someone else could get as a result. Okay. So I definitely got a bunch of stupid results that I would never bother even mentioning on the show. But to give it a test here before I get into the stories that I have, Jerry, you said you had a search term that I could throw through this right now? Well, I was thinking of... Uh, we'll, do, and, we'll do a live this, And this is more of a, like, the first one, I actually have two. The first one is like a little we're teaser. Only, we're only doing one. Pick your favorite. Oh, shit. Okay. You, can do, you, you know, you can do what you want in your half of the show. Uh, okay. That's uh, why we have two halves of the show. Put okay, then I won't. I won't get into the one that actually relates to the second half because that's I'm already going to talk. You know about what? We it. can always come back. Uh, okay, 
maybe maybe the second half of the show I ha- might make you do that again for okay, and you can use up some of my time. So I like, I like how in, you said I'm gonna make you do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're but, in my house and I can lock doors, motherfucker. This is an amazing <laughs> dynamic we have working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both think we own the show. <laughs> uh, I would say uh, dick arthritis. Dick arthritis. Tis. There good, we go. Good question on how to spell arthritis. Uh, it, it spell check okay, for perfect. me. Okay, so. yeah. uh, Never going to give you up, Rick Astley, was what it came up with. Nice. It's a Rick roll, which you had to know someone was going to feed someone into it. Someone was going to feed a Rick roll yeah. into it. Well, I'm glad I got one right off the bat. That's fine. Well, you got Rick rolled. Now, what I love is when I did mine, I had a first search that was very topical to the show. And it kind of shocked me, and it's what got me more excited about playing with it. My first search result was Scott Damn! Oh! Exclamation point. Scott that's Damn! Why I, that's why. I, yeah. have, you, have you used that before? I have never used the word Scott Damn. I've never done that. Dude, you should, that, you should adopt that motherfucker. So what Scott Damn ended up being is a artist, a rapper. Um, and he also, he seems to be a producer, maybe a beat maker. Uh, he's got some songs. Uh, SoundCloud had a little bit, mainly beats. Uh, I found he had a thing on Dat Piff. Are you familiar with datpiff.com? No, I'm not. It's another music site like uh, like SoundCloud or uh, what's the other one? Not Garage. Uh, I mean, there's Reverb Nation. There's Bandcamp. Bandcamp uh, yeah. is one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah both of which uh, uh, Torpedo Rodeo is on now uh, to promote our third album, T3. You can go and look us up on Bandcamp and SoundCloud, ladies and gentlemen. We're starting to pepper songs in here and there. Awesome. And I think we're going to go out on one this week after we are actually, a yeah. uh, preview of Meet the Northrop. That's right. Now, I was going to play a sample of Scott Damn, because yeah. I, just, I just like that. But um, honestly, it's not loading up at the moment at all on okay. that hip. Okay. But uh, he's a mediocre rapper. Um, his beats aren't half bad. Rapping, kind of bad. Uh, just thought that <laughs> yeah. was super awesome and topical. The first thing that I think I typed in, like, what is air or something really generic? And the first thing I got back was Scott Dam. And I was like, okay, I like this. We can work with Very this. Very cool. Okay. So I went back and I'm going to tell you right now as a disclaimer, I did not write down each of my random search terms. Well, because you have probably to get a bunch re- to get the right ones, right? Something the like that. relevancy of what I type in doesn't equate into the quality of what I got out of it. So you're, you're more like you, you typed a bunch of stuff in and you're going to report on the best ones that came back. Right? I might have typed in prolapse kittens. Okay. For I, I don't know. I don't remember. I should have written it down because I remember I was getting a little weird towards the end of it with like, this is what people are going to be looking up because it's seeded. This is what they're going to find later. So I remember towards the end, I was calculating my searches. Right, right. So you're so somebody's going to then maybe put in Scott Dam. They're going to get prolapse kittens. Yeah. Or uh, I also did put in lostonepodcast.com and a couple other uh, plugs for yes, the show. Plug because it right up there. Why not? Yeah. Fuck it. Um, but for my second search, I ended up finding a Wikipedia page called Shelly's Leg. I'm interested. I, I don't even know where the, this would go because it's a Wikipedia page, so it's semi-legit something. It is amazing it's an that and it's in the perfect world. for the okay. show. Perfect. I want to hear it. Shelley Bowman was born in Chicago on July 23rd, 1947. She studied dance there until she was 16, at which time she became a runaway due to family tension. She performed strip tees in Chicago, Hawaii, and Florida before moving to Rainier Valley, Seattle in 1968 to continue her profession. Okay. Now... This is where things go awry. On the 14th of July in Seattle, on Bastille Day, at a parade on Pioneer Square, she was in attendance. She was enjoying the parade. They had fire engines, cars, a sinking ship type like uh, float. 
They had performers okay. in the streets. They even had a water cannon set up to shoot confetti all over the crowd. Sweet. It was going to cool. be amazing. Yeah, yeah. It sounds awesome. Great Bastille The dance. cannon was fired, but instead of confetti, someone had put into it a ball of wet paper. So probably like more akin to a real like cannonball? Like... You mean, Pretty much. Because that's got some force to it. It's solid. This I mean, hit, essentially. This hit Bowman, hitting her in the lower abdomen, which separated from her body. What? She ended up losing just one leg and lived. Wow. Okay. Holy shit. Now, what's more interesting is that this was, after what, this- Would you say this was in the 40s or the 60s by the This was this in happened. the 60s. 60s when that happened. Okay. We're moving up to the 70s now. In 1973, she then, while wheelchair bound, bought a hotel in Pioneer Square, Seattle, and converted it into the first- gay bar nightclub in Seattle. Oh, very cool. Some people wonder if it's the first in the country. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, that's pretty that's pretty young for a full-out gay bar. Now, would you take a guess real quick at what the name of the bar was? I'd say Shelly's Leg. Shelly's Leg. Right. And she would be in attendance on many nights while people are stripping and whatnot in her wheelchair, talking to people and shaking hands. So do, does it say if she's referring, she named it after the leg that's missing or the leg that she has? That's a That's a... This glass is half full, half empty yeah. kind of question, isn't it? Yeah. Which, which leg is Shelly talking about? The one that got blasted off by a can full of trash gra- or, yeah. you know, her trash leg that's floating in the ocean somewhere. Yeah. Are you grateful of the one you have or are you remembering the one you lost? Exactly. Either way, I think that's both half full, though, actually. It honestly doesn't say. Um, she ended up getting the money for the nightclub, which was $330,000 in 1960. 19- Late 1960s, early 1970s oh, money okay, yeah. uh, from the uh, lawsuit for the parade accident. Okay, so she got she she sued, got money, and started a gay nightclub uh, named after the uh, either the leg that she lost or the one that she has. That's yep. very that's very uh, that's very nice actually. That's a positive, uplifting story. Right? The nightclub did close in 1979, but that yeah. it, that is neither here nor there. So yeah. I was that, trying, I was that trying was to think one of the really, interesting things. Trying I trying to found. think of a really bad like maimed leg reference to that, and it really it's it's hard to come up with maimed leg puns regarding a gay nightclub in uh, Seattle. Yeah, it's too bad it closed in 1979 before hip hop was big. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Oh, good, co- good pull. Good before pull. she lost it, they put a lean on her loan. <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't come up with one, man. You got a fucking. I think you prepared. I think you knew I was going to pull this one out. Yeah, I got I, a no, whole bunch of them. I literally just came up with both of those <laughs> on the spot. I'm, I, I, I'm really, really proud of myself. I, I totally I totally trust that you did, actually, because that was totally pulled out of my ass, I thought, but that was uh, awesome. So good, good. That's a good, good cap right. on that story. For the sake of argument, let's say the next one I typed in was Lost at Home Podcast, just, okay. to, get, just to get our name yeah. seated within this chat. Right, and see what also just poops out randomly, right? What I came was up with was a very, very modern story. This actually is a this year story. Okay. Uh, this might have been something I would have led my web droppings with had it been the first thing I had found. Um, it is ghost drivers in China are scaring Uber riders into canceling their trips. Go wait. There's a lot to unpack in that sentence. Ghost riders. Ghost drivers. Ghost drivers. I got it. In okay. China okay. are scaring Uber riders into okay. canceling their trips. Okay, you're gonna have to unpack that for me right now. Yeah, there's a lot to this one, and it's, I'll, I'll breeze through it as fast as I can. Basically, what's happening is in China, Uber drivers are making their. That you know how you've done Uber, so have I. Yeah, of course. You see the little profile picture in the very bottom center of the screen of the driver. So yep. when you get in their cab, you can see them and be like, it matches. The, yeah. It's this is, safe. This is this me. This is yeah. my the, driver. Yeah. And it yep. also says the make and model of the car. 
They leave the make and model of the car alone, but they replace the picture of the driver with a picture of the driver who looks dead or rotting or zombie-like or ghost-like. Wait, who who does this? They, the they, driver. The driver, like, it the replaces... The driver of the Uber. Replaces their own picture? They, they put up a profile picture that looks like they are dead. Okay, interesting. Okay, so what happens is someone will then request an Uber. They will see the Uber coming, and they'll check out the info to make sure it matches up. Like, you usually do last second. You don't usually do it right off the bat. You you, you call your Uber, you put your phone in your pocket, you wait, you go of down, course, yeah. and then you double-check to make sure it all matches before you get in so you don't get raped or murdered. Yeah, right. Um, I usually look forward to the raping and murdering. In fact, I usually steer clear of the, the Ubers that aren't, like, you know, I want to go, like, the one-star Uber drivers. I'm like, that guy fucking, he's going to rape me. Now what happens is the passenger calls for the driver. When the ride is accepted, the passenger sees this ghost-like profile picture, and they bail on it. They don't want to ride from what looks like the creepiest motherfucker. What the fuck is this shit? I'm not doing this. And for those who don't know, the Chinese populace are actually much more superstitious about ghosts. Uh, Asia as a whole, more so than America. Right. So what happens is they will usually bail. And when they bail, the driver automatically gets a few won. Which is their currency, but not from the and not from the uh, person. They, like, they they get it yeah. from I believe the company Uber, Uber because Uber, does, Uber yeah. compensates them for their drive. Essentially, to pick time up lost. The person, yeah. time, a time loss compensation. Yeah. And if the if the person who accepts the ride is undeterred by the picture, they don't pick them up at all. Like they just drive <laughs> right by. So this them. is the way to for, so then essentially the, scam Uber. Then the so. driver cancels it, saying the person was never there. So one way or another, they don't give anyone a ride, but they either get a customer canceled fee or they get a, I couldn't find the person, I drove all the way here, cancellation fee. So it's, it's really just so they don't have to do any work. Uh, but I mean, they drive around in circles, but they don't actually have to do any of the Literally, real... they just drive around all night, which not is, picking people up, but still making about a quarter of the income they would have made which is funny, without they're probably, going anywhere. But the thing is, they're, like, they're probably... They're, I mean, in most cities, you don't go that far. Like, I feel like they could still pro- – they could probably do better if they actually added it up by just bringing the fucking per- – they've shown up. They've done probably, that much work. Yeah. And they could make three times as much money, four times as much money. I found this great just- scam to not do my job, and I, I totally get paid yeah. an eighth of what I would have made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a good yeah. scam. <laughs> I have to do 90% of the same work I would have, but I get paid one-eighth of the price. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it makes almost no sense. I thought but- that – thought that. Uh, never mind. I was going to be racist about Asians being good at math, and I realized uh, it would have been insensitive. So I'm just going to talk about how I was going to be racist and not be racist. Anyway, oh, by the way, you have until about 30, I realized. Uh, about 28, by the way. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. We're talking shop. Yeah, exactly. We're, yeah. we're breaking We're breaking the fourth <laughs> yeah. wall here. Here we go. Hey, folks. Uh, well, while we're at it, let's adjust our mics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you just wasted that extra three minutes I gave you. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you can never have that time back. <laughs> Moving on. All right, so my next one I put in was probably something along the lines of uh, Two Girls, One Cup. Okay. Why not? Let's have Why everyone not? watch that. Do it. Do it up. So what I found was the Great Molasses Flood. Have you ever heard of the Great Molasses Flood? Um, I would say I've heard of it because it sounds familiar, but I don't know what it is. Well, it was a flood in 1919 in Boston where a giant molasses storage tank burst. And people were, like, running after it, like, running away from it slowly. Like, it might catch us. Is that the thing that started the, uh, the, the saying? Like, uh, slower than a... Slow as molasses? Slow as molasses or something? Maybe, but I don't think this was that slow. This happened in January. <laughs> it just swallowed people. 400 people died. You are so not wrong. Really? 
<laughs> I thought like I was gonna be like oh ha ha slowly like no this is like well, stop that, that's what would make it funnier people are like oh no the molasses is coming we need to walk slightly quickly yeah. away from it but unfortunately the the uh, the myth of molasses being that slow and not hurting you is apparently bunk yeah this was a uh, the great molasses flood uh, happened when the Boston molasses uh Oh, I don't see the company. They just keep repeating the word in this uh, story. All the right. Great Molasses Disaster, the Great Molasses Flood, uh, the Boston, da da da. The Bowling Green Molasses Massacre. Yeah. We all know. So Kevin what happened Conway is put that one out. a storage tank burst and a wave of molasses, molasses ran through the streets of Boston at an estimated 35 miles per Holy hour. Holy shit. <laughs> and that is, that is a wave of molasses. It's not like a single car. That is a wave of this killed 21 people and injured holy 150. Shit. Wow. Holy shit. Okay. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, there's uh the, the, the funny part is is that the temperature this day, and this was January 15th, and we know what New England winters are like. We're not this too was, far off from that now, and we just had 25 below. Yeah, this was an unseasonably so. warm day, 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. So for, for for New New England winters, this was abnormally yeah. warm yeah. To, just to start with. And the fermentation process to make molasses involves rum and ethanol. And I'm thinking at the point of when they were making it, it might have been at its most liquid. Okay. So no, it wasn't those, the those, thick stuff they, you see in the store. Ethanol is combustible too, isn't it? Yes. Now this happened at 1230 in the afternoon in Keeney Square at 529 Commercial Street. A molasses tank 50 feet tall and 90 feet in diameter. And it's so big. That contained 2 million... 300,000 gallons that ain't of so molasses. Much. That ain't so much. Collapsed. Uh, they said they felt the ground shake, heard a roar, and a loud rumble, similar <laughs> to the <laughs> passing of an elevated train. Only it was a train of molasses. Then they heard a tremendous crashing, a deep growling, and a thunderclap-like bang as the rivets shot out of the tank, making a machine gun-like sound. Yeah, well, because I'm sure if you were in line of the rivets, you would have gotten shot like a machine gun at that point. Yep. The wave Those of, had to be like hundreds of miles an hour, like, oh, yeah. like fucking like bullets, yeah. The wave of molasses at its peak was 25 feet tall. Oh, to take a picture of that. Look at it fucking surf those molasses, bro. No, you're on the East Coast. You don't know how to surf. Oh, shit, bro. No, you got to do the Boston like, this is wicked weird. Yeah, holy fuck, I'm going to totally fucking surf that. I'm wicked fucking wasted. It's going to be fucking great, bro. Yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck, I don't know how to surf. I'm from fucking east, eastern side of the fucking country. That's what, uh, that's, that's the, Too bad this didn't happen in South Boston with all those queers, are. Yeah. All right, um, that's how, just how people from Boston talk. I'm not racist, personally. <laughs> no, no, there's just literally... And even the people from South Boston aren't necessarily, like, uh, bigoted toward queers. They just say queers a lot. Yeah. They could be like, hey, stop picking on that queer. All right, queers got a, a right to get married <laughs> like any other queer. So This sounds so much like Always Sunny this past week. Did you watch it? It was good, actually. Yeah. Like, it, they actually got back to form where they're like, we're just going to be offensive. Just like, oh, 50% of the population loves sucking cock, and the other 50% love getting the cock sucked. Yeah. 
Now, this wave of molasses was so strong that it swept nearby buildings off their foundations and crushed them. Damn! Several blocks were flooded to a depth of two to three feet after the fact. And I can just imagine the insurance companies being like, sorry, you didn't get the molasses insurance. I fucking told you to get the molasses insurance. I have one quote here. Molasses, waste... Molasses, waist deep, cover the streets, and squirreled. Uh, let me try again. Yeah. Squirreled <laughs> isn't a word. Molasses, waist deep, cover the street, and swirled and bubbled around the wreckage. Here and there struggled a form. Whether it was an animal or a human, be- human being was impossible to tell. Only an upheaval, a thrashing about in the sticky mass, showing there was where life was. Horses died like so many flies on sticky paper. And more they struggled, the deeper the mess they ensnared. Human beings, men and women, suffered likewise. I like how they differentiated the two types of human beings. Yeah. Men and yeah. women. Human beings. Men and women. Wait yeah. a minute, this is 2017. You're supposed to say trans men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. it, it would have been like a fucking six foot long uh, uh, announcement at that point. Trans, now, my next, my next search, which I'm pretty sure was midget porn. Uh, <laughs> which, you know, just par for the course. Rolled me into Spite House. Spite? Have you ever heard of a Spite House? No, I, I found more examples of spite house after going down my own personal Google hole than I could ever handle. I would I would take a guess, but I want you to just fill me in immediately. I'll give you the definition. A spite house is a building constructed or substantially modified to irritate neighbors or any party <laughs> with land stakes. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> it's literally a house made out of spite. Yeah, so somebody fucking hates their neighbor like, I'm going to fuck with you so bad, and I'm going to, like affect my own well-being and aesthetic by just making this fucking spite house. Now, the oldest historical record of a spite house is in 1716, where Thomas Wood, a sailmaker, built a house in Marblehead, Massachusetts. Uh, it is now known as the Old Spite House. Uh, two theories. Wow. One <laughs> yeah, was... Original. <laughs> one was, two brothers occupied the house, but split the house into separate sections that neither could go into, like an old 80s sitcom where you draw a line down the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but I have to get to the bathroom and it's over there. No, I have to get to the kitchen and it's over there. What are we going to do? Meet the Northrups. Now, another explanation is that the house is 10 feet wide and was just tall enough to block the view of two other houses on the same street. That's pretty... Okay. I Spite houses are funny to me. I feel like if I was rich, I would build a lot of spite houses. Oh, oh my God. I would just go off doing this. I mean, like like houses like shaped like a dick accidentally, you know? Well, some of the other examples are really fun because they get into like, have you ever seen tall, skinny houses? Yes, I have. Almost all of those are spite houses. Almost really? all of them. Or silos. Like, Here, they're not houses, but like there's well, either a silo are, if or If it's round, it's yeah. a silo. If it's, yeah. if it's, if it's just like skinny a square, rectangle. tall thing, it's like... Yeah, we're not in medieval times. Like, for instance, in 1830, John Hollinsbury's home in Alexandria, Virginia, was one of two houses that bordered an alley. There was an alley just went between two houses. And all night long, horse-drawn wagon traffic and loiterers kept going through the alley. So, to prevent the people from using the alley, Hollinsbury constructed a 7-foot-wide, 20-foot-5-deep, 25-foot-deep, 325-square-foot, two-story home using the existing bricks of his home as one of the walls of the house. Um, literally, it is a wedged in house in an alley yeah, to yeah. stop just, carriages from going through the I, alley. I, I like that thought of somebody being like, well, listen, I, I, I want a spite house. I've got enough money for like like 400 square feet. So I'm going to do it one foot by one foot and 400 feet tall. And we're going to fucking call it a day. Fuck um, you. In 1839, Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe actually wrote a story called The Businessman about a spite house where a man built a house that would be spiteful to his neighbor. It was purposely, in a way, bad. It was an eyesore. 
and he built it to extort his neighbor for a certain amount of money to tear it down. <laughs> he built it to make more money off tearing it down. The, the old... <laughs> that's, that's an Edgar Allan Poe that, story. I was going to say, that's, that's, yeah. So that's the uh, Edgar Allan Poe as the uh, uh, entrepreneur of sorts. I mean, granted, a story, but yes. Uh, I like this one, too. In 1874, two brothers from the north end of Boston, Massachusetts, got into a dispute where they inherited land from their deceased dad and both thought they owned it. One of them went away to serve in the military while the other one stayed and built an extremely large home covering almost all the property, leaving the tiniest of corners for someone to build on, saying, there's your half. <laughs> <laughs> so what the uh, brother did when he came back from the war was he found his inheritance was depleted, his land was gone. So he built a house in that little tiny corner, just big enough and just tall enough to ruin the view of the other house and block all sunlight. <laughs> good, good. Oh my God, this is so crazy. Spite houses are the best. Spite houses are... And if I was rich, I would build so many spite houses. Oh and, my God. And the examples go on and on and on and on and on. And they all accumulate with basically someone building a house to be an asshole. Yeah. To yeah. block a view, to block a passageway, to or block just, light, yeah. to, just to fuck suck with someone's up the day. land. Just, yeah. just hurt somebody's day. Fuck you. I'm going to build this house. It's going to cost me money and resources and fuck you. Now, my last one, and I'm pretty sure I typed in uh, uh, um, uh, what is a cool ranch Dorito. Okay. And you knew, but you wanted to seed this I don't into, think anyone yeah. actually knows what cool ranch is. I know if you scrape enough off of the chips and you put a bowl of it in front of someone, it's addictive. It's like Coke. Yeah, oh yeah, you can rail some Cool Ranch. First of all, I know it's like ranch, but it's cool. Ra Railing Cool Ranch <laughs> might be the title of this show. <laughs> yeah, oh, Rail that Cool Ranch, something like that, yeah. And my last search is, <laughs> well, I forgot actually what it was. I'm pretty sure it was uh, more kitten porn. Yeah, more prolapsed anus of, yeah. of kittens or whatever, yeah. And what it came... What I like the fact that you're, you're typing in underage cat porn. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, It's not illegal. It's it's probably not. <laughs> Try me, NSA. Try me. <laughs> you got bigger fish to fry, man. Come on. Now, the last thing I came up with was actually an Urban Dictionary posting for something I had never heard of before called Papa Bless. Okay. Um, I have not what, heard of it either. So Yeah, and what I'm going to read here is what it says in Urban Dictionary for Papa Bless. Most commonly used by guys who are known for seeking the fattest fapes and the most slam and chub and tuck. This is the <laughs> Let me get through this. It gets you're, worse. You're not helping, but none of this that's makes sense. Why, that's why this turned into an actual Google hole. Okay, you're not. So I you're have not stories making, okay. to come after this. Continue. Most commonly used by guys who are known for seeking the fattest vapes and the most slam and chub and tuck. This is a sign of veneration for something done remarkably well. The opposite of a Bradbury, if you will. Use it at your own discretion, due to its incredibly incredible ability of making people say it for no reason. Okay. All right. So my first question was, what the fuck is a chub and tuck? I'm curious about that one. Because we all know what the fattest vapes fattest are. Vapes. That's a vaping it's, thing. Yeah, you're a vape, man. You're vaping. So I, I stayed on Urban Dictionary. Chub and tuck. If your stomach is too large, most common for beer bellies, you may opt to tuck it into your pants to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> so a okay. chub and tuck is when you have a fat gut and you tuck and it you tuck in it your in, pants. And that, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's going to pop like, out. It's like, going to pop out no matter what. I do like the example. Or you're going to pop a button like a rivet on a molasses factory in 19-something. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that there's examples on Urban Dictionary. So Ethan had put on quite a lot of weight in the past few years. So he went on his first big date, and he decided to go with a formal chub and tuck. Good. A formal chub, chub and tuck. But we probably covered by a cover bun. You had a chub and tuck under the cover bun. I think so, yeah. yeah. You, you 
Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to be popping out of a fucking tuxedo. And finally, the other word I had a problem with in that was you're a total Bradbury. I was like, what the fuck is a Bradbury? Not like a Ray Bradbury or anything. Nope. It said it is a word for doing something stupid or generally being mentally disabled, often associated with social experiments, also known as pranks. It's a weird phrasing. But where does Bradbury come from? I don't Which involve yeah. fear-mongering or traumatizing people. For instance, I just bought a used iPhone off Craigslist for $550. <laughs> You're such a Bradbury for doing that. But there's no, like, they don't actually explain why Bradbury is a part of it? Bradbury is a definition or addition to a term for idiot or one who is considered stupid or of low intelligence. Bradbury's naming multiple or a group of idiots or a group of people who are stupid or of low intelligence. But they still don't explain why that's there. Became largely used as a synonym for people being stupid after YouTube prankster Ethan and Mo Bradbury did a social experiment where they traumatized people and uploaded it to YouTube. The person they pretended to kidnap got scared, even though they used fake knives. What a Bradbury. Oh, okay, okay. Still making... Nope, 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 nope. (laughs) And that's where my uh, mystery search ends and where my portion of the show concludes. I like mystery search. Uh, What's the uh, website to that again? Mysterysearch.ch. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, That might be a good little uh, way to seed a Google hole going forward anyway. Um, So uh, here we are just about right on time for the second half. We now hit the halfway mark of the show. Chairs preparing his form. His arms are together. He's squared his shoulders. His cock is loosely damp and hanging. And hanging. And I believe he does that to yeah. tell which direction the wind is coming. And it oh, is it, it's, north, northeast. It, it's getting prickly on the northeast side. Yep, there we go. Weird north. how his penis gets prickly. Almost looks like one of those little cucumbers you grow organically in your garden. Doesn't cucumber. look like a normal cucumber, but it's a cucumber. Sort of like a sea cucumber. It anyway. Sh- it shits its intestines out when it's scared. <laughs> What I call come, baby. <laughs> when you're scared. <laughs> I, just, I, I just come when I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, I've been. My I'm, dick's like a sea cucumber. I'm like, come when I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. I'm like the life of the party at a fucking and, haunted uh, corn maze. Yeah. And it's actually mostly my intestines. <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a piece of intestine shoots out your dick. Like, oh, wait, that's not the way it usually looks, honey. It looks like when they cut the alien open in the 1977 alien and his white guts come out. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much like every time I come. Moving when forward. When I'm frightened. Um, I can only come when I'm frightened, actually. Like, if I'm having sex and be like, why haven't you come yet? It's really like, lucky come on, you're also scared me. of sex. It makes a lot of sense. That that does help, except for the fact that I hardly ever have sex because I'm so fucking terrified of it. In fact, I usually am a pre- premature ejaculator because I'm so frightened of it that I come before I ever actually have the sex. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. The more you know. The more you know, <laughs> Jeremiah. Premature ejaculator because he's afraid of sex. I'm glad you didn't come prepared this week and we just talked about your dick this whole time. This <laughs> yeah. is awesome. Yeah, I'm glad great? you have no show notes. Uh, no, actually, my show notes go, see, cucumber, scared of sex, end. So we have a, we have a few minutes to kill here. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see what's in our wallets. All right. Let me let me go. <laughs> let me go and actually just go down this Google hole. Um, we're going to get a little dark and, and Did you say moody. this Google hole? No, this this Google hole. I'm thinking we need a Miss Google hole for the next time we do a oh, con. Miss Google she hole. She has a sash. <laughs> Miss Google hole. Yeah. Actually, that would be pretty great. She's really sexy. Walks around a sash. She's like, Miss Google, Google hole. I'm last of podcast with like cat ears on, like the sexy cat ears and like the whiskers, like sexy uh, Halloween costume style. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's right. Let's objectify some women for our next uh, con appearance. 
uh, and they will fit in with all the other... I don't know why you had to make this negative. It sounded really hot to begin with. First of all, if, if they choose to gr- dress up as Miss Googlehole, that's fine, because guess, guess what? Most of the people that show up at cons, most of the women that show up at cons dressed in their outfits are dressed as, like, sexy, objectified women, but they're doing it themselves, so they're not necessarily... No, we need to find being, a Jaeger girl whose yeah. shift doesn't start till 6, and she can do that before. That's fine, yeah, because she's yeah. going to be objectified later anyway. So, Oh, yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's part and parcel. So we're just going to, like, give her some money to be objectified for an extra six or seven hours. That makes the most sense. And uh, <laughs> let's get dark. Five dead and 13 hospitalized. <laughs> first of all, we're I'm waiting. <laughs> no, first of all, I meant hospitalized, not hospitalized. Um, after a South African pastor makes church members drink Deadly rat poison to quote unquote show forth their faith. I had heard about this one. This is this is one of our like we get into uh, reporting on something from Africa. We were saying like at some point we want to dive into some African news because we don't really hear a lot from that continent in what's, general. What's outside funny, of uh, yeah, this this was from the Ghana Star actually. What's uh, funny is I thought you were going in a different direction because I had read a piece uh, last week that was very similar and featured someone who was having people drink motor oil. Uh, no, this one took it a step further, but it could have been the yeah. same pastor. The motor like, oil didn't bring you to God, but yeah, the yeah, rat yeah. Jesus Christ. Will. Yeah, this is a uh, rat tax, he's especially. He's that kid like four quarts, and he's <laughs> fine. <laughs> and he's fine. He's just shitting motor oil. He's actually can power a fucking car for four. It's great. Fuck electric cars. We it's going to be all cleaner and more fuel efficient. <laughs> we got a little click clack over here. Could fucking power a motor for a fucking family of four. Um, is Click Clack the best name to give to a kid who's making more fuel-efficient motor oil out of his asshole when Click Clack is the sound of your engine when it's breaking? No, it's not, actually. You bring up a really good point. You should rebrand that real quick before we you launch our really new website. ClickClack.com. Yeah. <laughs> 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 click, click, um, oh, anyway, at a Christian conference held at Grace Living Hope Ministries, Ministries, whatever, Pastor Light Monyeki fed faith-filled congregants rat poison mixed with water. I would actually like to think of it more as water mixed with rat poison, by the way. This was a poorly written article. Um, to reportedly nourish their bodies and heal the sick on Saturday. Well, I mean, they probably don't have any rats in them anymore. That's true. No, Bada there was no, there's no guarantee they had rats in them before, but they knew when they took tests. Well, you don't have rats in you now. The sin in your body is just a cluster of rats. They're a community. They build yeah. rafts out of their bodies what, like like ants. a rat king? You know, yeah. the big old cluster of rats that fucking travel in unison? Yep. That's gross. They're all crusted together with so, their own so feces. So he's a helper. Yeah, so, okay. So what he did is he, he declared life from above upon the water, which was mixed with rat tax, which is a very poisonous rat poison. Uh, rat tax? <laughs> rat tax. R-A-T-T-A-X. Um, and, and he spoke nourishment upon bodies and healing unto the sick. A multitude of congregants voluntarily ran to the front to have a drink of the deadly poison. And there's actually pictures of him feeding this deadly poison out of a water bottle to people. After declaring nourishment and healing, Prophet Light was the first one to drink, the church added. When accused uh, of causing the death, by the way, because 13, I mean, sorry, five people died and 13 people were hospitalized. 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 <laughs> They're the best hospitals. Um, they make you feel very welcome. Yes. Uh, we're hospitalized. Uh, because of this, The uh, all, all he said was, uh, uh, well, too much of anything can kill you. And, uh, you know, I'm not to blame. 
Well, he's yeah. not wrong. It's not wrong, but you know, you don't usually f- like get fed the stuff that's going to kill you. Like it's well, like yeah, too much of a Big Mac is going to kill you. But if somebody shoves nineteen hundred Big Macs down your throat, it's, it's a bad thing. Yeah. So so anyway, no no official case has been fi- filed against this pastor for essentially poisoning his uh, congregants, whatever, um, in South Africa. But I mean, also like the church kind of rules there. Um, Yay, Christianity and, and yeah. imperialism. Yay. Yeah. I have my own opinions on that, but we won't go down that hole. Well, we're going to keep going down that hole. I'm going to talk about modern cults now. And uh, I'm going to skip actually my first one and go straight to um, – I, I typed in modern cults because I want to know what cults still exist today. Well, Scientology, was that is that a cult or a religion? And now it's point? a religion. It's officially an, a religion, so we're fine. Um, and uh, God, I can't think of a single one. No, well, I found a couple that were like not – very well known because a lot of the cults aren't well known because well, you only a, that, that works for our show since we try to do obscure news exactly this is perfect well, and generally by the time you find out about a cult it's because something fucking went batshit and it's no no longer a cult because it got blown up by the fucking FBI or the DEA or somebody like that um, and uh, I'm gonna skip the uh, Ekanar movement E C K A N A R movement if people want to look that up I only need a couple of paragraphs on that no big deal I want to go straight to Rielism not realism i thought it was like a play on the words but rael r-a-e-l-i-s-m this is what i call scientology's competition um okay now this is a ufo religion founded in 1974 and actually do you have uh your little uh fancy uh search result thing up in front of you oh do you want me to type this because originally i actually wanted to take a look at uh just type in ufo UFO religion. You know it's going to bring up something 100% different. No, no, no. I just want to see what it comes up with. Okay, keep going with yours while um, I look So anyway, it. so it, this is a UFO religion, which I was going to Google at some point. To, to I mean, I did. I, I looked down that hole and decided to go on a different tangent. A UFO religion founded in 1974. The leader's name is Rael. Big surprise. Um, hence the religion's name. His real name is Claude Vorilion or Vorilhun or something like that. It, it, he's French. He okay. was a former race car driver. Um... Uh, the religion as a whole is nowadays estimated to have about 90,000 members in 90 countries as of, as of 2013. Um, and it's only been climbing, so it should be higher than that now. Um, only about 1,000 in the U.S., uh, which was last estimated in about 2013 or so. Um, now, the thing about this is it's a cult. It's definitely a cult, and I will explain why in a couple in a couple of seconds. But what was your yeah. term again? UFO religions. Okay, go ahead. Um, so, the, but the thing is, like, I started reading more and more about this cult, and I realized, like, if you if you take, I mean, you and I both agree that religions in general are just cults. The difference between a religion and a cult is generally membership. If you have a lot of people that believe in it, and you apply for tax exempt status. You go from being a cult to being a religion. Yay, good for you. But like. People listen to this and are like, oh my god, Scientology, that's ridiculous, but a fucking snake talked to a guy one time, and, and then uh, the, the chick was like, eat this apple, and he ate an apple, and all of a sudden everybody's like, sin, and then there was a big old flood, and then, then the fucking, then this guy, this carpenter, the magic carpenter came along, and he was like, oh, I'm great, and he fucking went in the ground, and then he popped back up, and he was like, whoa, what happened there? Yeah, that's fucking believable. That's not a cult, but these guys are a cult. We do know that cults are literally... Religion with less members, and definitely a central figure. But the the Catholic religion has a very central figure, which is the Pope, right? So, so we, but the the Pope, like, there's a billion people that are a part of the Catholic religion. Yeah. I have your results for okay. UFO religion. Yeah, I would like to hear it. Yeah, uh, how many Grammys did Chance win? 
at the, the or how many Grammys was Chance nominated for at the Grammys? Um, four. I, I don't know, but that's what came oh, up. Okay, that's what came up. How about an empty promise? We'll figure that one out. Um, no, no, I don't okay. think I care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Um, anyway, uh, so ninety thousand members in ninety countries. Blah blah blah. The thing is, though, like I, I was thinking about the, I was reading into him like these guys are crazy. Blah blah blah. But they are pro-sex, anti-war, anti-Catholic, advocate sex-positive feminism, defend the rights and freedoms of gays and lesbians, and recognizes gay marriage and even ordain gay clergy in their church. And I was like, wait a minute. If you take their weird bullshit, and I'll explain why, the, you know, the, what they believe um, in a second, compared to the weird bullshit of every other, like, Christian religion, like, they at least have, like, this positive side of it. Just being like, oh, yeah, you should use condoms. And you huh. should... Like, I'm like, if you're part of religion, if yeah. you're part... Like, I, I'm sorry. You would actually be better off than being a Christian if you were part of Rielism. Yeah. Yeah. Because cause you would actually, like, have a more open mind. It's kind of like how you would be better off as a Satanist who who are atheists who Which don't believe in anything. Which is weird to say, but, yeah, their, their ethics are so much more sane. Well, yeah, because really they don't believe in, a, like, a deity necessarily. And this is what uh, the Rielian movement teaches. They teach that life on Earth, and the reason that they are a UFO cult or religion, whatever, um, life on Earth was scientifically created by a species of extraterrestrials, which they call the Elohim. Members of this species appeared human when having personal contacts with the descendants of the humans that they made. Um, they purposely misinformed early humanity that they were angels, cherubim, or gods. In other words, all the different religions that, like, saw these angels, cherubim, gods, okay. etc., um, Greeks, uh, Christians, etc., um, saying, oh, we're angels, or we're, we're this or that, whatever they would believe, but they were just aliens. They purposely misinformed early humanity that they were angels, you know, and then um, the... Uh, Oh, oh, yeah. Rylings believe that the messengers or prophets of the Elohim include Buddha, Jesus, and, of course, uh, others. I'm guessing Muhammad is, is in there as well. Sure. So, so in other words, Jesus and, and Buddha and Muhammad, all these people were essentially aliens who came down and said, well, we're just angels. We're having a great time. So Jesus is an alien, by the way. Okay. That works for me. Sure. Um, Why not? And then, I, I've seen the History Channel. I've heard all this before. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah, <laughs> fucking yeah, big deal. Um but the thing that I, I, at first I was like, oh, these people are crazy, like Scientology or whatever. But like Scientology does like negative things for humanity, you know. And, yeah, oh, and, yeah. And Christianity does negative things for humanity. And I was like, wait a minute. Like if somebody's going to believe in bullshit, like this is actually kind of the better bullshit to believe. I'm not saying people I, should believe in any of this bullshit. This is bullshit. No, no, no. But, but I agree. It's a higher in, class of bullshit. But it's, but it's so funny how quick we are to because I brought this to the table as a joke. But I'm like, wait a minute. This is not more than a joke than fucking Christianity. I mean, there's a snake, and he was like, boo, man, I'm going to sneak a fucking apple past you, buddy, man. And then there's a guy, there's a the, the sea, and he walks past the sea, and he leads the Jews out, and people are like, no, you can't come past here. <laughs> no, it's, it's literally the sanest thing I've heard in a while for religion, and the only difference between it and a religion is the amount of members. Like, if it yeah. had a bigger following and tax-exempt status, right. suddenly it's a religion. Yep. And, 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 and he's tried to make it a religion before. And the thing is, though, like, I mean, honestly, for anybody, just fucking, if it's going to be bullshit, do you, you want to just make it a religion? But um, anyway, so um, there's also a, a women-only sect called Rael's Girls, who uh, not only... Oh, that uh, sounds sexist. Yeah. 
Uh, no, the thing is uh, about. Are they like Jaeger girls? About <laughs> do they wear UFO sashes? Pretty close. <laughs> you are again, like I was closer to uh, my little thing with you. You are actually closer than uh, you might think. Um, so okay, first of all, about one third of Rael's Rielism are female. And a lot of them actually decided to create kind of their own sect. And part of that is called Rael's Girls, who not only celebrate open sexuality and the open sexuality of feminism, um, but support those who honor Rael's teachings by bringing pleasure to the world via prostitution or other employment in the sex industry. In, in other words, porn stars, there is finally a religion for you. Like, this is sense. it. Um, so anyway, I, I decided to go off of this and click on a suggested link um, called Bizarre Cult Teachings. And I came across one that was interesting, um, which, uh, let's see, it was, I want, I want to cover one of these. And this was actually ancient, but it's, uh, have you ever heard of Anthesteria, the festival of Athens? Nope, never. Nope, me either. either. Uh, so uh, one, it was, it's one of four Athenian festivals in honor of Dionysus. Not anymore, but it was back in the day. Um, by the day, I mean, ancient times, whatever. The uh, festival in honor of Dionysus. It was held each year from the 11th to the 13th of the month Anthesterion, which, uh, 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 pretty much like in relation to modern times, is about January or February, the full moon of January or February, okay. like right on the cusp there. Um, on the third day, women would hang themselves non-lethally, just as like ceremonially, from ropes tied to wooden beams so their bodies swung in the wind all night. Which would be a cool fucking How sight do to see, you just like in the movies. Just in the movies, like not yeah, but, dead. No, just like in the movies, there's like, a harness. Yeah, or something? like there's a harness, but okay. it looks like you're hanging yourself, right? Okay. Um, and the reason this is done is in remembrance of Dionysus and Eragone. Or Eregone, I don't know how you pronounce that, but E R I G O N E. Uh, the story goes that Dionysus um, taught his buddy Icarius, not to be confused with the myth of Icarus, by the way, um, how to make wine. Icarius was then killed by local shepherds after getting them drunk for the first time, because when you get drunk for the first time, they're like, you poisoned me. What the fuck is this? So they banded together. The shepherds were like, this is great, but you also poisoned us. So they killed Icarius. Um, Icarius' daughter, Origene, or Aragon, or something like that, was led to uh, the, the father's, her father's grave, Icarius, by her dog. She was so distraught, she hung herself over her father's grave and, uh, and died, of course. Dionysus, in retribution, inflicted a plague of insanity, which is a fucking cool-sounding thing, yeah. over, over all unmarried Athens women, who then all hung themselves. And, uh, and then, in, uh, in uh, remembrance of that, during the third day of this festival, they would the women would hang themselves non-lethally from beams and swing in the wind. Okay. Like, hey, good for you, Dionysus. Naked or clothed? In my head, I picture it naked. Well, they're probably naked. Let's yeah, go with probably that. Probably naked. Let's go with naked. <laughs> All right. Um. So I'm gonna skip sex magic. Believe it or not. Uh, or maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna skip sex magic. Um. The biggest trick Jer's ever pulled over on humanity was skipping sex magic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too tired. <laughs> I got better things to do. I'm too tired for sex magic. Um, the name Curtis Howe Springer and the curious town of ZZYZX. That's the name of a town. The name of a town and a road. In what country? America. California. ZZYZX. Whoa. Does that town still exist? Not only does it still exist, you can still the the road still exists. And let me actually give you a little background. 
Curtis Howe Springer was born in 1896 in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, he was proclaimed the King of Quacks by the American Medical Association in 1969, 69, spent the early part of his life convincing people that he was a doctor, claiming to be the last of the old-time medicine men, which, of course, you know, everybody's like, yeah, I want people to put leeches on my body and stuff. Um, he would even use MD and PhD and stuff like that on speaking pamphlets to double down on this facade, be like, hey, come see me. He would just literally fucking make this shit up. Huh. I mean, granted, it worked for the president of the United States. Oh, I guess, yeah. yeah. So Gloriously. It, big, big deal. All if hail fucking... our new overlord. <laughs> yeah. we, we do not want to step on his toes or else he's going to come for us. <laughs> I think he will. He's going to come for free speech anyway. Um, so anyway, he, so not only that, he would make up fake universities when speaking to crowds. So he would have like the National Academy, which sounds like saying the School of Schools, um, the Springer School of Humanism, etc., None of these uh, these colleges and universities, when he was speaking, that were so like you know glorious upon him, um, actually existed. Uh, in 1934, he created a radio broadcasting career, or you know, dumped, jumped himself into one to sell his quote unquote medicines. Um, he went on to create several health spas in the 30s and 40s, most of which were seized by the feds for failure to pay taxes. Boo hoo! Now, here's the thing. Now, this is where we get into ZZY, ZX. In 1944, he met a woman who eventually filed claim for 12,800 acres of Mojave, Mojave Desert in California. Springer named the land ZZYZX Mineral Springs Resort. Now, he called the resort set to market as, quote-unquote, the last word in health. In other words, if you looked it up, it was always going to be the last because it started with that ZZ. That makes a lot of sense right? as far as branding goes. Yeah. I mean, that's like something that a, an agency would overpay you to tell well, you. Well, exactly. Be like, yeah, just do that because you're always going to be, then you can brand yourself the last name or the last word in health. Um, it was also known as Camp Soda or Soda Springs. And um, now the thing about this mineral spa, even it was a lie. He had supposedly these natural hot springs, which were these pools that people would swim in to like get healthy because okay. they were natural and stuff. Well, he heated them with a boiler. So there's no actual, <laughs> yeah. So he would just like, he would just, it was a pool. He dug it was, a hole, put it was, water no, in, it was and just, buried a it was boiler. A, it was a heated pool. But okay. like it made it look like, oh, you're getting a fucking natural spring thing. He was a great, he was the quack of quacks. Yeah, right? the first person got electrocuted from a short. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God did it. Oh, uh, God's working his way through you. Dance. <laughs> and you're just like, he, like that, that's why he was the king of quacks. But anyway, um, so the last little bit of this with my last minute left, um, well, while elements of this town have been reallocated to uh, the Desert Studies uh, Center headquarters, there are still some empty buildings. And I think about like me, you, and Dan Barlow uh, going out and like visiting cool fucking like uh, yeah, like uh, abandoned buildings and stuff. Kind of stuff. And I yeah. saw like the the openings of some of these old spas. They're like these stone faced concrete stone faced spas surrounded by trees and shit. Yeah, they look fucking amazing. Um, so the the place still exists. You can get there, but in order to get there. Um, you have to go down uh, 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 the freeway exit uh, I-15, that's Interna Interstate 15 in San Bernardino County, California. And you actually, on if you look it up, there's a, a picture of the sign, and it literally reads, Exit 15, ZZY, ZX Road, which is a four and a half mile long rural road leading to the resort. I and wonder how often that sign gets stolen. 
It's a huge interstate sign. Oh, that it's, one, not, it's not like a street sign. No, no. The, okay. the, the, the one I'm looking at, like, uh, I'm thinking of is if you look it up, it's a giant, just a giant interstate sign. Okay, it, like, so it's yeah, nothing but, you can just go up and take. No, no. That being said, when you actually go onto the road, I would be surprised if they even had a sign there because if they did, it definitely got stolen because it's just ZZYZX. It's yeah, fucking, that's but weird. They, and, and that was originally because that's where it led. You led to a town created by a, the, the king of quacks who made so much money off of duping people off of shit that he could actually buy a village and fucking name it ZZYZX with his uh, girlfriend or whatever. That's amazing. It's amazing Uh, you can work so hard in your life to get to where you're at and then somebody can just lie a bunch and buy a town. Or become president. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Either, either or. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's the end of my Google hole. And I think at this point, um, that's that. I think we're going to go into our question of the week. Is that correct? We are. Uh, if I was more prepared, I have it pulled up right now. But it was a question I made. It was actually not as good as a few of the past week's ones. And we I think still with got some sn- engagement. It's good. Well, I was going to say, I think with the snowstorm and everything else going on here in Vermont, we, uh, we just didn't get what we wanted. Um, but it's cool. We did get engagement. We are happy that people wrote in uh, what we have here for the question of the week this week is uh, it's been said we live in one of those moments of history like the rise of Hitler where a time traveler could come back and make a real positive difference. What if Trump was a time traveler? When and where would he visit and what would he change or fuck up? And I gave an example. Trump would visit Germany in World War II for uh, pointers from Hitler. Good call. Uh, and we got our good buddy Kyle Martell, uh, who said Trump would visit NYC, New York City, in 1990 so he could have sex with himself in his prime, which is so fucking right. And then I like that this conversation, uh, this created a, a long talk. Actually, I think, I think most of the answers to this question were in reply to this specific oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, so kudos to Kyle. For I mean, this, I started by, by saying you, and then Christopher Balls said, or Ivanka, his and then, daughter. Yeah, and then and, uh, Kyle said, Christopher, I did try to think of that, but either way, she is still his daughter, and he wouldn't have time, uh, wouldn't have to time travel if he wanted to do that. Just put the clown suit on. And then Chris came back with, dude, he could just double team her. At which point I put up a little picture of someone punching yeah. their computer screen because fuck it, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then Kyle was like, good point. And I believe double incest works just like double jeopardy. And uh, then we have April Carr who ch- chimes in at the end with, I think we're witnessing exactly what he's fucking up right now. And she's 100% right. Yes, I think so. So that is uh, that's the uh, end, I think, of the of the question of the week this time around. And as a bit of a sample here, we're going to go out on uh, we're going to play a little bit of Lost and Found, uh, February edition. Yeah, yeah. Meet the Northrops. Uh, we're going to play we, the first we have, chunk. We have been putting a lot of work into this, and this is the first chunk of that. If you like what you hear, go to Patreon. Scott, what's the uh, address of the Patreon? Patreon.com/slash Lost and Home. All right, do that and listen to this, enjoy it, and after that, listen to Torpedo Rodeos, Paul Revere, and check us out on Bandcamp and such and uh have a great time everybody see you next week get lost when life gives you aids make lemonades when life gives you cancer make lemon cancer when life gives you shit just make the best of it that's easy to do when you're living with the northrups just find the picket fence deep down in iowa Go past the corn a bit, then past that other corn. You'll find the family that makes the world go round. The family you'll want to meet. Hey, let's meet them now. There's little Jason Jr. 
Just got home from school, he's got a pocket full of ketamine and drowned his rabbit in the pool. There's the angel of the family, oh, it's little Lacey Jr. She was just sent to juvie for shooting porno at a drive-in. Well, there's Papa Jason, well, he's the father of the bunch. He loves to do crosswords, watch movies, and cunt! And last, there's Mama Lacey, well, she keeps the crew together. Her hobbies include wine, wine coolers, and neglecting her kids. Let's meet the Northrops. Let's meet the Northrops. Let's meet the Northrops. Let's meet the Northrops. Meet the Northrops. And that's when I was like, uh, it's not a cabbage, it's a watermelon. <laughs> what the heck is going on around here? Honey, I don't recall the TV being on the floor when we left. It's like we got robbed or a hurricane came through here. What the heck is going on? What happened? You know what? I've got an idea. This has Jason Jr. and Lacey Jr. written all over it. Kids, kids, get on in here. Hello, father. Hello, mom. What's up? Well, what do you think is up? You want to explain yourself? This place looks like a pigsty. Well, I got let out of school early today. I sat around the couch most of the morning, and then... And then I found myself whoa, in the bathroom. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up a little bit. What'd you say? Well, I was in the loo a little earlier, taking a tinkle. Before that? Well, I got let out of school early. Before that? Yeah, that part. The zombie thing. What the heck is wrong with you, kid? Well, I was going through the garbage. What? Hold on a second. You know what? I don't believe a thing you're saying. I'm going to have to ask your sister about this. Lacey Jr., what happened here? Oh, my God. It was so gross. Like, I came home from school, and he was just, like, licking the cat. And I just didn't know what to do. I got so scared. No, Archer. I know it wasn't the blacks that did this, because we don't let the blacks in our house. Honey. And of course, I mean the neighbors, the blacks. <laughs> Jeez. Well, you know what? We're going to have to have a talk about this. All right, Jason Jr. What exactly happened here? I came, I, we, we left to go down to the market, fetch some cabbages and watermelons. The next thing you know, we come back, TV's on the floor, places the pigsty. What happened? Well, I was sitting at home alone since you're both bad parents and we were let out of school early and no one took the day off from their, the, the main stays. Um, I went through the trash can and found some of your monster cans, the drinks you like, they give you energy. And I, I, I licked the insides of them and I suddenly felt alive. Hello, neighborinos! <laughs> Did someone order a hot slab of stud? <coughs> Not now, Skeeter. Well, okie dokie then. Alright, alright. Where the heck were we? Oh yeah, I think we're not done with you, Jason Jr. You know what? You're grounded, young man. Get up to your room! No way! That's bollocks! <laughs> bollocks! You take your zombie ass up to your room, you smarmy cunt. Man. Lacey, what are we going to do with that kid? Where did we go wrong? Well, it could have been all the basalts I left in the trash. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a start. I guess I got to start finding a better way to, to hide them. I don't know. Uh, you know what? I don't feel so great about all this. Aww. You think maybe we should go up and talk to him? Maybe, you know, mano y mano. I go take a, take a listen to his problems, things like that. There's not enough wine in the world. 
I told you, I'll take care of it, okay? I'll take care of it. Hey, Jay. Hello. Hello, what's up, Governor? Well, you're sounding pretty chipper in there, buddy. Hey, listen, um, sorry about how I behaved downstairs. I just I just really got to find... You've been acting a little weird here. I just want to make sure you're no, feeling all no, right. No, I really haven't been, been but bit fine. Did, did a lot of house cleaning for you. If you look around the house, it's cleaner than it was before. Uh, no. Except for the TV and the nightstand and the mirrors. I hate mirrors. When I was on the bath salts, I thought myself was going to kill myself. Oh, jeez. See, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, and whatever that was. <laughs> well, it's okay. We have no hamsters now. Oh, that's better. Well, listen, buddy. I'm, I'm getting a little concerned about you. So, um, oh. I'm thinking maybe, uh, maybe... Your mom and me, we got to get you to the doctors and just get you oh, checked out. Oh, I don't out. like the... <laughs> I don't like the doctors. They they probe and they pry and they make bots hurt. No, that's Uncle Sticky Fingers. It's uh, different. Oh, right, Bullocks. I think you're right on that. Well, listen, we're going to go ahead and, uh, and get you to the doctors and get you fixed up real quick. All right, bud? Sport? Champ? All right, Papa. All right. Let me go down and talk to you. The lines are down, I'm coming home. Houston, can you hear me? The coastline, it's wasteland. The people, they're still missing. Found it hard to understand. It wasn't war, the zombies. It's like Ender, it's like Jamestown. 